Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. And this would be the Lakewood wrap-up. We just had an exciting Colorado Lakewood National, and we're going to wrap this thing up. Thanks to BTOsports.com for coming on board. Use the code STEVE to save yourself some fat cash there. And uh, I'm Steve Mathis. With me are my two experts, my two uh, guys that I go to for info and for advice on anything, including uh, my finances. Jason Wygant. Good move. How's it going, Steve? And David Pingree. That's right. Buy low, sell high. That's right. Uh, hey, Lakewood came and went, and uh, I guess right away, obviously, we'll, we'll get into everything, but the, the, the big story was James Stewart's crash. A lot of people said, oh, he's going to crash out. He's going to do it. He, you know, he always has done it. Well, he did, and he missed both motos, but I, there was the photographer crossing the track. Now, Weed, you, you were there. I mean, I think what, what, what my conclusion is you can't say that guy caused James to crash, but you can't say he didn't cause James to crash. Would you agree? Yeah, exactly. And I think that second part is the, the key. Um, it's just not fair to completely write it off. I mean, you can't say for sure that it was a factor, but to just start saying, well, this is Stewart, he just crashes. You know, this is the way he's always been. I don't think you can go that far. I mean, it might have been a factor. Also, I think a lot of people are misled because if you, we did have the GoPro footage, and I think everybody's probably seen that. But I believe the way the wide angle on those works is it's kind of like the right-hand mirror in your car, right? Like the distance of the objects are not as they appear. Like maybe he was yeah. closer. I mean, yeah. also here's the main thing. None of us, me especially, um, I'm not a four-time Manitoba champ, and I didn't win any um, Supercross lights races. I don't know what it's like to go as fast as he does down a rutted straightaway. So it's really hard for any of us to say, Mm-hmm. Oh, he was far enough. He had plenty of room. I mean, what is it like when you're riding at his speed on the edge? Well, did you see the other angles of it? Yeah, I saw that the you know the spectator, right, right, you know, and, in front of it. But I don't know. Has that really changed the perspective? I mean, to me, it is what it is. Either way, right? No, I think if you look at the other angles, it gives you more of an indication that the guy could have affected James. The GoPro to me was like, eh, whatever. And right. then when you see the other angles, to me, that's a little thing of like, whoa, whoa, this actually. It could have had a, a cause for, for Stewie crashing. Yeah, but either way, I mean, the first thing you really see on that GoPro is the first time Stewart sees the guy, he's directly in front of him and Stewart's in the air. Now, by the time he lands, he's not directly in front of him, but you're in the air, you can't do anything, and a guy's in front of you. I mean, to me at that point, anything can happen. Yeah. And, and Ping, you were actually at this race, so, you know. Yeah, I was I was up in the announcer's tower with you watching yes. that section, and um, you know the way I view the whole thing is this: you know everyone everyone that hates Stewart is going, oh, I, I told you he's going to crash. That's all he does is what he does. Well, he went four motors in a row, pretty much flawlessly. Okay, with Ryan Dungey completely up his ass for 60 minutes in Texas, and didn't make a mistake. So let's consider that first of all. Second of all, that downhill section where he did crash, A, was the most technical section on that racetrack. It yeah. was a downhill increasing radius that was muddy and ruddy and a mess. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, he went faster through that section than anyone else. I mean, he was, like, visually just noticeably faster than anyone when he was coming through the pack, working his way into the lead in that moto. And so... Maybe that was to his own detriment here as he crashed. But when you when you know you, you think of like okay he gets to the lead and then he just starts getting in a flow and hitting his lines and he's focused on what he's doing. So it's not like when he came over that step down, he had to like adjust in the air to not hit this guy or 
you know, totally freaked him out. It, he was clear of him by the time he got there, but yeah. the simple fact is you come off that jump and go, what the hell? Like, there's a guy in the track. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you just don't see that. Mm-hmm. So I don't care who you are, you know, novice intermediate rider, James Stewart, who goes much faster than all of us, um, that's going to distract you, you know? And, if, and all James said was it just it, it distracted me enough that I, I missed the line I had been hitting. It sent me into another line, and, you know, you, you can clearly see whatever line he got into – um, there's a pocket or a, a bump or something, and it, it you know snaps his back end over, and that's the end of it. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Seems like an awfully big coincidence that in you know four and a half motos he hadn't made so much as a little mistake, and now all of a sudden the guy runs across the track in front of him, and he you know he, he stacks it in. Right. Do we? I'm know- not saying the guy doesn't have a propensity for crashing. He's, he's proven that over the years. Yeah. But. He wasn't being pressured. I, I don't know. I, it just seems like it certainly was a factor. It's a shame. What are you going to do about it? You know, can't turn back time, but... Cher can. Cher yeah. can. Michael J. Fox could. Yeah. Uh, um, real I don't know those people. If I could turn back time. What's that? She only asked if she could That's turn true. back time. She You're didn't right. say she could. You sh- yeah. yeah. So, so Michael J. Fox is really the only guy that could. Michael P. Keaton actually hit 88 miles an hour and did it. Um... Hey, so the the thing is is so Ping, you're you're sounding like you're more on the side of it definitely caused it definitely hurt him. Like if it was a court of law, that'd be your opinion. Well, I, I wouldn't say like you know, like I said, it wasn't like he had to you know take one leg off the bike and lean and try not to land on a guy. Right, but no. But the distraction was enough that right. I'm sure that it it threw even if in your head when you're just like in a zone and like hitting your lines and doing your thing and thinking okay you know. Just, just thinking about what you're doing, it, it, you go, what the hell? What the hell's going on What's this guy doing? All it takes is for you to be distracted like that when you're going down that section that's yeah. incredibly technical. It doesn't take a lot. And yeah. you're in a bad line. You're kind of not, you know, he's used to his line, the angle he was leaning, the speed he was carrying, and, and now all that changes. And, you know, in my head, I go, man, he should have just hit the brakes, like slow down a bit, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but maybe that's the issue. That's just not his M.O. He, um, he goes fast. Until then, until he crashed, we had seen some masterful riding. He got about a 10th place start, and he was uh, sneaking through those guys, once again passing Ryan Dungey, and again looking incredible until that car, yeah. until that crash. Like, yeah. he went to the front, you know, so quick. It was ridiculous. But why again? Why? Now, I'm just going to come down on you, but even though you, you have nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. Where's the, co- the TV coverage of all that? Of, of him going to the front, of him crashing. Where was the TV coverage? Yeah, I was disappointed because on Wednesday, we have our conference call every Wednesday. In fact, that's why I had to go at the end of the conversation last week. I never, gave, I never got to say that Matt Gerke was going to win both Canadian motos. I didn't have time to get that in Yeah. At the end of our show last week. Um, and I said, I think really we have to be very – we have to just hype up or build up or put a focus on Stewart and Dungey on the opening lap because – it's like every race we want to see this battle between the two of them, and it actually happens before you even know it. Like, the battle is the first lap. That's the only time they've passed each other, and yeah. Stewart going around him. And then it happened again, and this time we had even worse coverage of it. Um, yeah, it's like you have to – it's like you almost have to do two things at the beginning of the moto. Get the guy who is in the lead, and if Stewart doesn't have a good start, get him too, which is yeah. almost impossible to do two things at once, but – I was kind of bummed because, to me, that was the thing to watch. The first lap, Stewart yeah, and Dungeon. Yeah, and then not to have the crash. Like, that, I mean, you have the GoPro of it, but, like, the crash. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. You got, I mean, that shit yeah. happens. Nobody's perfect. But definitely, like, of all the weeks that you guys missed a shot, this was bad. But It is one of the big differences between um, Supercross and Motocross because I believe in Supercross, they can, you can basically have a camera in one spot of the building and you can shoot the whole track with it. Yeah. And I think they just keep a camera on the leader all the time, just in case that happens. Uh-huh. Obviously, a motocross can't do that. The camera's only going to get the one corner it's in. It's like being a spectator. You yeah. can only see what you can see. You can't have one auxiliary camera to get everything else. It didn't work out. This, the suckiest thing about it was the first thing we see is Stewart on the ground. And honestly, that's a picture we've seen plenty of times, you know. Like, so your first instinct is, ah, right. he wadded it up. You know, and then, then you find out 20 minutes later, once we finally get to talk to him, that it was actually a spectator. Then 20 minutes after that, we finally get the footage. Um, 
But it just sucked that your knee-jerk reaction is, uh, another big Stewart crash. So then we actually rolled out all this footage of his Supercross crashes. But you have to understand that at the time, no yeah. one knew it was because somebody ran across the track. We just thought yeah. he was leading, and now he's down, which mm-hmm. we've seen before. And, you know, once we found out it wasn't Cox, a sigh of relief went off across the land. I thought it was Stone Man. Could have been Stone Man, yeah. Yeah. No, well, it was a guy from Brazil is what we heard, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. And uh, um, so now if the photographer's – I got a feeling there's going to be a memo this weekend, so you can all thank the Brazilian for maybe the enforce, uh, the new enforcement rules for this weekend. Yeah, I did hear something in effect of like, so one guy's going to ruin it for all of us. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, actually, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I wish it was Cox only because. Could you imagine him explaining his way out of him having anything to do oh, with Oh, yeah, no. He, yeah, that would, you're right, actually. It should have been Cox. And then we could have heard his explanation about how the physics and however they, how he didn't affect that, James, at all. Yeah, it would have been an 89-page manifesto about, you know. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> and, and justifying his actions. Ping, uh, it's not a good sign he didn't line up for the second moto. That's not good. Like, it's got. I'm 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 fearing the worst. It's Tuesday morning. Um, none of us really know yet what's the, what the deal is, but uh, I, I'm thinking it's not good. Yeah, I mean, he said he couldn't do a push up. You know, usually, yeah, yeah, that's that's not good. Something sore, you can tape it up and get through it. You know, he if he would have gone, it could have just gone out and gotten ten points. You know, that's that would have been huge in the championship scheme. Which you know is important to him, even though you know he says, oh, "I just want to have fun." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, fun is cashing a million dollar bonus check at the end of the summer. Uh, so for him to not line up, yeah, you got to think it's you got you kind of got to fear the worst at this point. Right. So uh, Ryan Dungey goes um, one one, just kills him. Is can anybody get to him? Can and he? I mean, he wrote awesome, of course, and we knew we kind of knew that it, without James there or without Dunge there. One of those guys was going to be checked out and gone. Um, if you're Dungy, I guess you can say, hey, this was my strategy all along. I just knew he would crash. And um, so if you're Dunge, can anybody touch him, Wygant? Can anybody get to him? Or are we in for a long summer of 30-second leads? Well, I'll give you two different um, bodies of evidence here. A, every moto so far this year. Um, he did get third of the first moto at Hangtown, but he was way back. Um, beyond that, they've been way out in front of everyone else. Sure seemed like he rode in control in Colorado and was still able to pull away from everyone. Yeah, he didn't He didn't win by like as much as he you know, beat him by Texas, but I think that's just because right. he didn't need to. Well, yeah, that makes it even more dangerous because right. it's like if the only chance is Dungy throwing it away, now he's able to ride at 98% and not do it. And the other factor is we've already seen this before. I mean – 2010, it was the same guys, and I think I got some heat from people for saying it's the big two, but prove me wrong. Like, in 2010, we didn't see Metcalf or Short or Alessi beating Dungy then, so we haven't seen him beat him so far. Mm -hmm. So, I like those guys. I want to see a a good race, but where's the proof? Yeah. Yeah, Dungy looked good. He looked really good. Um, You know, one of his competitors who who is, uh, shall we go, go nameless, but is hurt, and would have been a top rider in the series, told me that Dungy's bike looks like shit. Said it looks like <laughs> shit. I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm going to defer to, you know, that rider and his, all his wins and titles. I don't think it looks like shit, Ping. No, I, I don't either. I mean, you know, I was kind of, I was impressed with the way it looked, to be honest with you. Where I, the places I watched from, um, that doesn't mean they've got the thing wired it's still a new bike they're gonna they're gonna have issues here and there but um starting from last weekend yeah i would tell you he goes 20 and 0 and ktm wins the first championship major championship this year so Uh can't be that big of a pile we did see the return of crayer meets this weekend did he really have a hammer and sickle on his helmet or is that just no i just made that up oh Uh, and he got 19th in a moto and 20th in the other. So is can he stop the Dungy Express? Well, if we um, get some KGB action, maybe a hitman. Yeah, a train bear, one of those Russian bears that they're famous mm-hmm. for. Yeah. 
What about all the roids like um, Ivan Drago took? Right. Yeah, maybe once he sees Stewart's out, he can step up and start running uphill on, on the treadmill. Super uphill. Um, yeah. Hey, so Weimer got second, and Shorty got third. Uh, Weimer's first career podium. And I think uh, – I talked to him after the race, and, I mean, obviously he was happy – but he can't be happy because at one point in the second moto, he was second. Then Shorty got him, and then Tickle got him. Tickle rode great. But if you're Weimer, Wygant, are you happy, or are you bummed that Shorty and Tickle kind of pulled away from you? Nah, I think you're, I think you're happy. Okay. Um, All right. You know, he's had an up-and-down year. He's definitely been good at times, but, man, when he's bad, it's been bad. So, okay, he finally locked down a podium overall. I think he'll take it anyway and get it. And it was second overall. And I don't think, I don't think he's expecting to blow that group away. You know, I think he knows he's going to be in for a battle with those guys. So sometimes he gets them, and sometimes he gets him. At least he was consistent. Right. So I think he's okay with that. Uh, Ping, how about your old team, Pro Circuit? Two DNFs in a row. Uh, no. Yeah, in a row. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in a row. For Brock Second Tickle. moto, first moto. Right. For Brock Tickle. Unheard of. That's like. Yeah. And I'm well, not, and I'm not even there pretty. working on the bikes. Like, there's nothing. There's no excuse. Do you know what the what the issues were? Or did they just give you the, the stock electrical electrical uh, problem. Mitch gave me a stock uh, motor last week, electrical this week. So, and I asked him, I asked him if it was going to hurt pipe sales this week, in, in you know <laughs> this this week in the shop, and he said, I don't think so. Pipe sales are good. So, um, <laughs> um, but that's 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 rare. Yeah, it is pretty rare, but you know they're developing a they're developing a new bike. You know they haven't really had to work on 450s too much, uh, particularly outdoors. They've done some for Hanny and, and guys in the past in Supercross, but you know I think they're going to find the the kinks and you know chinks in the armor of that bike and, and fix them slowly and Uh-oh. and figure out where the line is too. Uh-oh. You know as far as. Uh, you know where they, how far they can push that engine before it breaks, and maybe that's just kind of what they're realizing they're up against. Weege, Weege, Ping, Ping just used a, an ethnic slur for a headline. No, but it's okay. I mean, oh. we're not talking as long as we're not talking about a rider from Asia. You're allowed to. Okay, All right. allowed to say that. Is that well? It's a Japanese bike, though. It is a Japanese bike. Yep. Good point. Um, hey, but uh, Ping, are you are you surprised to tickle at his uh, third place? Uh, yeah, I was. Me too. I was. I, you know, if it would have been like Red Bud or somewhere deeper and rutted, I, I might have been like, eh, that's, he's good in that stuff. But this wasn't particularly like a Brock Tickle track. You know, it's kind of hard pack and slick in uh-huh. spots. So, yeah, I was surprised. He rode really well that second moto especially. I guess at this point, Shorty got third. I guess at this point, though, um, Weege, um, Nico Izzy's got to be for real, right? I think this is the surprise breakthrough of the whole series. I mean, who is counting on, yeah. again, not just speed. I mean, I think on this show a couple of weeks ago we said, you know, Izzy will always have a ride because teams will always take a chance on a guy who can go fast and think they can harness it. But I think we we're all saying it won't be harnessed. They'll just think they can harness it. <laughs> but they actually are. Like, he's putting in real results now. It's not just a fast lap or two. Yeah, It's crazy. He's been about as consistent as anyone else out there. I don't know who it was, but someone came up to me this weekend who listens to the show and was like, tattoos and long hair, really? It's 2012, guys. No one cares if they have tattoos and long hair. Because I think, Ping, you were saying, you know, that might scare people away from hiring them. <laughs> okay. So. okay, go get yourself a neck tat and go find a job. <laughs> See, tell me how easy that happens. Tell me no one cares about tattoos you, and long you hair. You come back to me and I'll be on my porch in the chair, rocking back and forth, and you tell me how that job went. Well, call me, call me old man, old school, whatever you want. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. But, I, I mean, if the guy's winning races, you're right. He'll get a job somewhere. But, you know, my, my, my point is, as soon as he stops throwing results down, he's going to be dropped faster than right. you say. But, you know, so far, that tattoo. <laughs> So far, Ping, he, I mean, he's, he's been the surprise of the series, wouldn't you say? If you had given him, like in Texas, he was fourth when he crashed out, and you give him those points, and he's like fifth in the points right now. No, and he's, he, he's not, you know, he's earning it, too. He's coming from, you know, outside the top five 
you know, even mid-pack starts and working his way up into that position. Mm-hmm. And late in the motos, it's not like he's completely just draped over the bike. I mean, he's still he's still yeah. racing. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, credit to, to uh, Johnny Louch, who I think is the guy he's been working with, and, uh, you know, and Nico for just getting it back together. Yeah. yeah. I think his, his personal life was a little bit of a disaster there for a while, and it seems like, uh, and, you know, I'm not having dinner with those guys, but, like, it seems like, he and his wife are back together, and things are looking good, and, and it's showing on the racetrack, so yeah. good for him. Happy wife, happy life. That's what they say. That's what they say. Um, Michael Lessie rode great in that second moto. He rode really good. Um, 38th to 9th, still charging at the end. So, um, Him and his uh, arch rival there, Josh Grant, went down together, and Grant Grant got up right behind him and couldn't, couldn't do what Alessi was doing, which, I mean, I have a lot of respect for Grant, and all that, but it just goes to show you Mike is on another level. Hey, yeah, last week I said, you know, his whole goal, he said his whole goal was to not even worry about Stuart Dungy, just try to do his own thing, and then maybe if they make mm-hmm. some mistakes, the door's open. Well, half of those guys are gone now, or at least points-wise, he's already right up there, so yeah. you never know. He's, But we've seen Mike in this situation before where it seems like, okay, he's like a level in between, mm-hmm. like the leaders, but maybe he's ahead of, Weimer, Short, Metcalf, all that, but uh, this week that wasn't the case. I mean, Metcalf and Weimer got him in the first moto. Hey, what about what about Michael Byrne? Might have been his best ride ever on the on the BBMX team. Coming from, uh, he went twelve seven, and he started sixteenth in the first moto and twelfth in the second. Came from twelfth to seventh. That's good. Yeah. Catching yeah. catching your guy Justin Brayton at the end. Weech. Yeah, hard to say that. Um... Brayton, what, you know, 9-6? Uh, like a victory went, yeah. for him. Yeah. Or six, yeah, that was like a victory for him. Like uh, that was twice as good as he's been. Hey, Weed, you went to the JGR guys for – well, let's talk about Byrne. Um, can he yeah. – good ride, right, right, guys? I mean, can we just – Oh, yeah. yeah he's been, yeah, didn't he have a good ride in Texas as well? Like one of the motos there. I mean, he's, he's kind of coming around, it seems like. Yeah. Might be one of those guys who's, uh, you know, well inside the top ten, maybe racing with those fifth-place guys here by – yeah. Three or four more rounds. Yeah, a good guy, too. I don't think there – is there anybody that doesn't like Michael Byrne? Is there anybody that's like, ah, Byrne is a dick? Is there anybody like that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, I, I, I don't know how you cannot like that guy. Um, Maybe Wygant doesn't, but that's about – that would be about it. Yeah, I hate all Australians. hate uh, them all. Um, you know, everybody has that anti-Australian bias. Oh, everybody, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what's weird is Billy Linovich basically – doesn't get any points in the first four motos. Struggles uh, badly. Um, doesn't do anything. And then at Lakewood goes uh, goes 11-8 at Lakewood. That's very strange. Good for Billy, hey. though. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude's like Samson. The longer his hair gets, the stronger he gets. He's going to win the last round of the series. I wonder if he's. Uh, I wonder if he's enjoying himself coming back, like, it's a lot of work racing nationals, Ping, as you know. Yeah, he's slated to do two more. Um, I don't to ask him. He said he's excited about it. I think after this weekend, you know, you, you get a good finish, kind of pumps you up. So, mm-hmm. oh, he looks good. You know, it's fun to watch Billy ride just because he's even if his he's not going as fast as the leaders. Mm-hmm. He looks like he is. You know, he's just got <laughs> such a cool style. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just watching him ride, you're like, dang, that guy's good. Yeah, he does. You got to get a good point about that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Tickle, DNF. La- Matt Lemoyne had a good race. Shane Sewell had a good race. Did you see my tweet yesterday, Weege, about the TV coverage? We hooked him up. No, I didn't see your tweet, though. Yeah, I, I said, I, I, I Twittered, I said, uh, hey, good job to the TV guys for giving Sewell, Byrne, and Lelunovich, you know, a little bit of moment of glory. You know, it's 15 seconds, but it's, you see him, you talk about him, you're like, hey, look at this guy, look at his sponsors. You know, I, I like that. I don't know if that's a conscious effort, conscious effort or not, but yeah, it is. It actually goes back to the first year we had this crew, which is '09. It's just taken that long to figure out how to do it. It's like the constant motocross problem. Like, how do you give the guys in seventh or twelfth or whatever mm-hmm. the love? It's just always been hard in this sport. You know, everything from the fans to the media to it's just the way it is, right? It's not easy. Um, you don't get pit stops where like somebody just stays out for a lap and they get the lead for thirty seconds. It just yeah. doesn't happen. So. Yeah. In the 250 class, the last two weeks, we actually had a part 
in one of the motos where we went all the way back to 20th, where we got everybody that was in a points position in for that same thing, like 5, That's, 10 seconds. I, I love that. that. Do that. We need yeah. that. We need that in our sport. Yeah. And, and you know, it's also fun because unlike in Supercross where Ralph and Ricky and Jeff seem to know nothing about anybody that they show, you at least can step up Wigan, I feel like, and, and provide some sort of info on a Dusty Pipes or a Les Smith or a Rookstool or whatever. You know, nearly. But I had no clue that Shane Sewell. When did he get on Mun Racing? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that until I saw his radiator shroud, and then I didn't even know he was in a 450 either. That that was his first week. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Every once in a while. Yeah, I I mean, I I mean, yeah. You don't need to give us, you know, his measurements or anything, but something. I felt like in super. (laughs) I felt like in the live shows in Supercross when they went to the LCQ, those three guys in the booth had nothing to talk about Tevin Tapia, or or you know, like nothing. No, Lemoyne, like they, it's like the first time they ever heard his name. Yeah, like just crickets, you know, and they didn't Wait, say. You, Wait, you, you need to memorize just some random statistics about guys. And the next time they pop up, and there's Tevin Tapia, size 8, shoe size. Right. Well, and that's was like. <laughs> Dad's a left-hander. Like Larry Huffman, watching those, old, watching those old races with Larry Huffman. Of course, it was more like RJ, but he like, you know, Wardy can squat 600 pounds, you know. Johnson, tall, lean, six one, surfer. You know, like <laughs> Wardy. Wardy's mom's got a Ferrari. Her license plate says Wardy's mom. <laughs> like that was literally facts that he knew. That's the kind of stuff you got. You got to get. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna work. I, but I want to do it for everybody but the Sewells. I feel like the charm of the Sewells is no one being able to even tell which one is which. Right. You, I think we need to keep it that honestly, way. Honestly, I don't know which one did arena cross. If this one did arena cross or the other one did arena cross. You know? I think it's the other way around. Like, it's impressive that they both are able to kind of – it's not like one is clearly the guy. No. Like, every couple of months, one gets good results and gets a spotlight, and then it switches. That's really impressive how they balance. I wonder if it's the same guy. Oh, like your different name? Yeah. Like, he's trying to build two careers. Oh. Well, I always suggested that a team just sign both Matt and Jake Moss, and since they're twins, just – you're only going to get half a series out of either one. Yeah. So <laughs> – Use them both. Uh, what is Matt Moss' deal right now? I, I don't know. He has an he has health problems, is what it was described as. And Matt, then somebody Matt, you're talking about Matt. Matt, yeah. yeah, Jake. I don't, I don't know. But and then one of your Aussie friends who was there at the first two rounds said he had a calcium buildup or something. Oh, gotta hate those. That's why I stay away from milk. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I like that. Why, That's good. You guys give those guys coverage, and you mention their sponsors. And you talk about them a little bit. That's what we need because then all these janky teams that never have riders that do anything are like, cool, we got on TV. Hey, check us out. You know? Like, it means something. That's a conscious effort. I mean, MX Sports, the, the teams, so they want it. And MX Sports obviously wants the teams to race. That was a big – remember, going back only a few years, that was a big problem. People not wanting to race outdoors. What are we getting out of this? The amount of money we're putting in, we're not getting anything back. So, it was a conscious effort to try to help them get something. Things this are – one of those things. Things are going so well, you you might even have the Hart and Huntington team. Whoa. Next year, that's that's the word. So. That's a hot rumor. Uh, we, that was supposedly two years ago I heard the same thing. Uh, Tommy Hall. Uh, it, it's it's going to happen. I, I talked to Kerry, who was cruising around with Aston earlier this year, and we were talking about it. I said, that's, that's how I had to talk Troy into doing it, because when we were a Supercross-only team at TLD, you couldn't sign any good riders. Because they're like, oh, you're only half seasonal. I, I want to do nationals. I said, well, you're never going to get a guy who can win until you can offer him a full season. You know, Troy didn't want to do nationals. He was really content to just do a handful of supercrosses and, you know, party the rest of the time. <laughs> so, you know, do, do X Games, do Mammoth, just kind of take it easy. <clears throat> so, you know, I think Kerry has realized that same thing, that he's sort of peaked with the level of talent he's going to be able to get not doing the nationals, and so... Whether they want to or not, they know the the cost increases exponentially because of wear and tear on the bikes and travel and everything else. But um, I think they realized it, and it sounds like it was pretty much a done deal. They were going racing outdoors next year. Why well, can't you went to JGR for lunch? Uh, what's the word? Um, no one was there. Oh. I'm getting scared. Like I don't know. No one was there. Like it was really. I mean, the the good news was there was still food there, so I had to. I had my run of the place. <laughs> like there was food for twenty, and I was like the only guy. 
<laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, is Millsap coming back track. anytime um, soon? They, they usually test on, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but they were at the track on Monday this week. That's weird. Huh. Dude, what is going on with Kyle Regal? I, I had this guy picked for a top five at Texas. And, yeah, steady top ten, and he's just been, like, a mess. I saw him fall right underneath us. I don't know if you saw this in the first moto. I he, saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. And then pick his bike up and fall over on the other side. I'm like, oh. Yeah. That's just, when you when you fall picking your bike up, it, it's just a bad day. Millsaps, do we know what when he's out for or when he when, he, when he's coming back? Do we know? Um, he, it was all very cryptic because they did have a baby on Thursday, I think. I was actually on the flight with all the JGR guys uh, this week, which is always entertaining, especially when you end up seated next to Koi, which is just the <laughs> luck of the draw that I had. Um, and somehow the crew, like, is just known, like, somehow they just exude this. Um, the, we were all in first class because we fly a lot, not because we're actually first class. And the flight attendant says to me, um, do you need anything to drink, sir? And I said, yeah, I'll have water. And she goes, what about the rest of your bros? Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know how she Maybe she saw Bro, the movie. <laughs> it did let us to that station. It's coming out or is it out? What's the deal with that? What about the rest of your bros? Bros, yeah. Um, anyway, so I had a whole flight to say, what's up with Millsaps? And they were like, we don't really know. We know you're a kid. We haven't heard from him. And then I think the last I heard from J-Bone was Millsaps, busy with a child, kind of threw out a, I think I'll feel good for High Point, which I think they interpreted as, okay, we won't see him this weekend. Right. Um, so I guess that means he's racing high point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they need him. They need him back bad because Regal's Regal's not doing it. And uh, I like Kyle, and uh, he's fast, but it's not working out so far. It's been a disaster. They, uh, they were thinking big things this week because Brayton's been in town, and they were all at Club MX, and they said that they were really happy with. They were club. He was matching up to him. Not like Brayton's setting the world on fire either, but they had a good week. They worked hard. Things were going well. Uh, I think he's a little dinged up now after uh, mm-hmm. his crashes or oh. his multiple crashes. Yeah. They were clubbing? You said they went clubbing? Yeah, Club MX. They actually have, like, um, techno oh, yeah. while you're riding. DJ dirt bike spinning <laughs> on the ones and twos. You got rage. <laughs> a bunch of pacifiers and rave and glow sticks. Yeah, it's it, rhythm lane. Totally different. Um, <laughs> different idea. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for BTOsports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex steel gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Tommy Hahn, whole shot the first moto and then broke his, did he break his finger? Hand? Yeah, did finger. Finger. Ah, oh, Tommy. Ah, oh, Tommy. Yeah. So, yeah. Not, not good for him. Um. What else, uh, Ping? You were there for uh, Brat Bar. I was, yeah. I actually went and saw the uh, manufacturing plant up in Greeley. Never had any idea how you know bars or food items are made. So it was a bit of an eye opener. Um, and then you Pretty actually cool. you actually worked vendor row for them. Like, did you get weirdo weirdo fans of the podcast and and all that come up to you? Uh, not weirdo, but they're pretty passionate about uh, the 
Pulp MX show and this show and you know. Yeah. <laughs> Passionate. Yeah. And then you yeah. immediately sold them some bars. That's a fantastic way to say like, you know, probably also stock Kevin Bacon in their spare time. Hey, did you guys know Les you know Les Smith's girlfriend's pretty hot, right? You guys know that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, get this. Uh Catanzaro is going out with her sister. Same team. Whoa. Sisters. Yeah. And she's just as hot. Is that the deal? She's Les, just as hot? Les's mom found me, told me, told me about that. Les's mom went out of her way to give you information on how hot these two sisters are. Yeah, and how they're all hot and Langston's underneath Langston's team, which you know, Grant probably likes that. You know, if you're going to pick a team that's going to have the two hot sisters hanging out under the tent. And then, well, again, what was their, going to be the one. What was their motto in New Orleans? What did, what did Langston tell us was their motto? They had like three of them. What was it, though? <laughs> the, the, the one, drink, drink, like, drink. We're not going to win a round, but we'll buy a round no, or no, something like that? No, yeah. <laughs> their, one ra- their, their motto is uh, we don't fuck around, we buy a round. There you go. That was their team motto. <laughs> Langston said he was thinking about getting it on a, on a, on a flag and put it up. <laughs> So, Bear in mind, this was at New Orleans after the race. After the so. race on Bourbon Street, but uh, yeah, good times for GL. Hey, what's interesting, by the way, about their um, the Lesman situation? Um, he's on the Dungey Edition 450, and they've had some problems just even with basic reliability of the bike. It's like they're dealing with what you'd expect to deal with. It's a brand new bike, and it's kind of rushed into production. And um, KTM had the same type of stuff happen. They tried having their GNCC guys and their Enduro guys run that bike. Uh huh. And they had to go back to the old bikes, actually, for a brief time, for a couple of months, until they had worked out some of the reliability issues. So it's strange. Dungey has had, as far as we know, no such problems. Well, um, they've, got a, they've got an overheating problem going on with, yeah. with Dungey's bike. Um, did you see that fan they oh, have? Oh, with Dungey's bike? Yeah, with Dungey's bike. Really? Did you see the fan they have on there? Yes. Yeah, massive, big, old fan. It, like, yeah. They, they, they don't want to put that heavy thing on. You know, unless they got problems. Right, yeah, but hey, um, he's leading the points, so yeah, yeah. it can't be that big of a problem. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, there's, there definitely, right. there are some things probably going on behind the scenes that they're having problems with. But So you're saying, Weege, uh, all the GNCC guys and stuff, aren't, none of them can ride that thing right now. Just not. I, I think they're back on it now, but like the Enduro Series started in, say, January. Right. And it was just a disaster. And, you know, here we are six months later things are a little bit better. But it was, like, I think the same thing. Like, it was overheating, and then it was, which came first? Like, did the clutch cause the overheating? Did the overheating cause the clutch of right, a problem? Right. Did the electrical system melt, or the electrical system go out first? Like, it's just what you'd expect with a brand-new bike like this, and yeah. it, that's why we keep being shocked with the Dungey situation. That's kind of what we expected, teething problems, first yeah. year out. Yeah, and uh, the Canadian guys aren't even on it. They just, they just didn't want to risk it or anything, so they're riding the old bike with the, with the carburetor. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they didn't even attempt to get the Dungey bike, and their series just started last weekend. So, um, yep. all right, uh, is that it? Do, Matt Lemoyne, we've mentioned him. Is Sewell on the Dungey bike? Then did we? I think everyone in the AMA is. It seems like every time I've asked, that's that's what people are running. Yeah. Remember, even I think it was Robbie Marshall. Remember, he was the first guy. Yeah, Robbie like Marshall, St. Louis, or yeah. something. Yeah, and he was the first guy on one. Yeah, I think it's across the board. Smith had to run a stock motor in the motor. <laughs> Just because if anytime they put, they add it. They had problems they, with yeah, the other ones, yeah. Right, anytime they add horsepower, they get more heat right. and more problems. Which yeah. probably on a 450 isn't a big deal, except the altitude race. You probably wish you had a mod motor. Yeah, it seems like the altitude race doesn't cause as many issues as it did before. But, Ping, did, did, did you get this? I found this out yesterday. Shorty start, started in first gear on a 450. I, I, I'm surprised at that. Yeah, that is surprising. Although, you know, maybe they're running the the Supercross training or something that's taller gearing. So, yeah, I, I know our guys always started in first uh, on a 250, yeah, but in, like, Salt Lake, anytime we had any elevation, it was better to start in first gear. Yeah, so. 250s, I get it, but I was surprised at a 450. Um, well, a lot of your start is the jump. You know, if you, if you can have a handlebar, just have your bar in front of the guys next to you, what are they going to do? They can't go through you. So your jump is a lot of it. If you lag off the gate, mm-hmm. it can be real tough to uh, be anywhere near the front when you get to the first corner. So maybe he finds he can just get a better jump and then grab a quick shift, and that's that's what works better for him. 
250 class. Um, Barsha, Bag... Uh, no, it's... Um, Tomac, Baggett, Barsha, and Roxon qualified 1, 2, 3, 4. They finished 1, 2, 3, 4. Both motos, not in that order. And they... Uh, and uh, Baggett and Tomac started outside the top five. Didn't matter. So right now... And Barsha won, obviously, with the 1, 2. Um, got a little lucky, but... Uh, or maybe 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 he's made his own luck, but why again? Those four guys right now are uh, they're they're the guys, huh? Yeah, it's the big four, and then the only other guy I think who's even shown that he has the potential to join them would be Muskin or Muscan, or maybe that's two different riders. Um, he seems to have the speed at one point every weekend, but then he doesn't stay there, and I don't know if that's because of the injury or the lack of training because of the injury, or he just can't do it. But everyone else, I haven't even seen. You haven't really seen a sign that anyone – he mixes it up for a few laps at least, but nobody else seems to. Yeah, it uh, – I don't know. But thankfully, hopefully none of them get hurt, and it, it, it's going to be great racing. Like, I don't know. We've three different race winners, three – like, who's the best out of those four, Ping? Who's the best one? Maybe Baggett? Maybe Baggett has a uh, slight I edge? Think Baggett might have just a little more raw speed than those guys, but – it seems like he's known to be a little more inconsistent, you know, even with the starts or just with whatever, you know, where, um, I don't know, it's really too, to be honest, it's too early to tell this early in the season, but mm -hmm. you know those guys are going to, it's going to be aggressive racing, um, and that's what's exciting. Uh, the one thing I will say about that class was Baggett should have won that race. Uh, that second moto, when that lapper got in Barsh's way, or Roxon's way, what the hell happened? Was it Rox? Yeah. He got in Roxon's way. Roxon had to get mm -hmm. out of the main line in those switchbacks, which allowed Barsha to sneak in there, and then Roxon tried to run it back in on him and fell. That sucked. I don't know who the lapper was, but he should get an ass chewing. <laughs> well, and then, uh, you know, and then the, the Baggett in the first moto was uh, came from the back again and was all over Roxon at the finish. I mean, all over him. Baggett very easily could have went 2-1 on the day. Roxon so, had a quick crash, though, that, that got him there. He did. Good point. Yeah, He um, wouldn't have caught him on pure speed, but I think he does seem to have an edge on speed. Maybe not that big to come from, like, last to get second, but... Yeah. I mean, second moto. Actually, the best quote of all came from Tomac on your Pulpcast. What did he say? Half, second half of the race? I don't know. Remember? No. You did the interview. I know. He <laughs> said, I stay, with, I stay with Baggett, and then all of a sudden it was like he just hit Nitro. And was gone. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, that was a joke. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, no, I, I I talk too much. I don't know what's going on these days. I don't know. Um, but that's scary that he was able to just motor past those guys like that. Yeah, so maybe Baggett has a slight edge. Slight edge. Right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but raw speed doesn't always equate to the best guy. He's got a slight edge when it comes to raw speed, but I, I think time's going to tell – who's more solid all the way around, getting starts, not crashing, you know, being mm -hmm. smart, managing the series. Uh, that's just going to take a few more races to really figure that out. I, if I had to put money on a guy, I would, I would say one of the Geico boys. I just well, feel like they've already won championships this year. Mm -hmm. uh, they've both got experience. Roxon's still a little green. Baggett's never really contended for a title. So I think Geico Honda's looking really good. Do you know – do you know how many points Tomac has on fifth place? Who's who's Muscan? Do you know how many points? Thirty-four, already. Wow! Like after three races. So, yeah, yeah those four are are the guys. Roxon three third places in a row. He's gonna be he's gonna be wondering what's going on right now. Like, you know, and again he uh, he even though he fell in that in the uh, in the second moto, he still had third with a two-two. Like no matter where he finished, he was getting third. Yeah. Either either second or fourth. What he ended up getting fourth, but you know what I mean. So he was he was just going to be all good, man. I don't think I don't again I don't see why I don't understand. Like some people are actually what disappointed in the guy. Like every moto he's been in the battle. What more can he ask for? That's yeah. all good. Yeah. Early. No, absolutely. And uh, Barsha wins only his second career national, which is surprising. Yeah. He's won but, a lot of um, motos. He's won a lot of motos, I guess, huh? But 
seemed like he's not won. even that many. He won one at High Point once, and I think he won at uh, Southwick a few times, even when he didn't win the overall there. But yeah. that's about it. He didn't win Unadilla. I won Unadilla too. Won Moto. Moto maybe. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you, if it comes down to starts, I'll tell you who the best starter in that class is. Justin Barsha. Have you heard me mention this before? Yeah. Justin Barsha. Did he did he get two hole shots? He did. He did. Again? Yeah. Yeah. He did. Um, he and he said he had heard that we were talking about his starts. Oh yeah. And he said that they weren't. They're not that good. What? This was before the before the motos, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I think they're pretty good, but <laughs> no, like nine out of eleven you know, hole shots. You know what? Cross isn't good. Hey, you know what bugs me about Barsha? And I like I like Justin. Uh, we were just talking this weekend how he doesn't like me, but he was joking. And but but you know what? You can tell he's been. Here's the thing. That I'm going to tell him about this too. By the way, I haven't mentioned it to him, but I'm going to tell him this. When you interview him, he doesn't look at you. He looks away. No. He looks away. Yes. And, and which makes me think he goes in like you know an autopilot when he when he when you interview him. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you dude, you gotta you gotta be a little more like it's because I think he's just been interviewed his whole life, and he just automatically goes into this drone robot thing. You know? Do you notice that? Why game? Um, if you watch, we did him. We did him. We interviewed him. Whoa! Well, at the end of the <laughs> post show, and I was like the whole time. I don't know where he was looking. It was so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times he'll he acknowledges that he knows you. But you're, he doesn't use names ever. Like, I don't even mean in the interview, but I mean, like, in general. Right. He doesn't, like, refer to people. So you're always wondering. Like, the only, my final test with him was to use an inside joke with him that, that we had done in an interview, like, years ago at Loretta's to see if he remembered it and remembered I was the same guy, and he did. But I had to do that, and I'm like, I don't know if he actually knows who I am, or does he just think I'm every, everybody's just a generic interviewer? Yeah, I think that everybody's yeah. kind of a generic interviewer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you never know if they actually know you or they're just like, I don't know, some guy wants to talk. Oh, here you go. I just think he's so he's been doing it his whole life and yeah. since he's a kid, and he just goes into that switch where he's like, okay, I'm being interviewed now. Switch. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, I, and I think he's, you know, he's, he's funny, he's a good guy, but he's super polished that way. Like, you're never really sure if you're getting everything out of him. That's all. Well, I have a funny story about well, that. It would, um, it would be nice to get a candid interview with him. Just get him out of that somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just get just talk to him and really see what he's what he's like. Just talking with him. And a lot of those guys, you know, you you watch Supercross videos growing up, and you watch the guys that you looked up to. You know, in his case, maybe Ricky or whoever, and and you end up just doing a lot of what they did. And if you watch Ricky's old interviews, he was the same way. He'd look off, and then he'd look over and glance at you for one quick second, and then look off again. And he's talking as he's looking off, like there's something real important going off, you know, off to the mm-hmm. side. And you know, a lot of those guys are kind of just—you can almost watch him and go, "Oh yeah, he he watched this guy because he looks just like him." Or oh, he this guy kind of sounds like you know Wyndham, or yeah, you know what I'm saying? They they kind of pick their favorite rider, and that's who they emulate. Yeah. So. What are you going to do? I mean, what, what else do you want him to do? Yeah. Does Dungey sound like anyone in particular, Ping? <laughs> Just maybe a little Carmichael-ish. A little bit. <laughs> you know who was also like that, too, uh, was my guy, Red Dog. Like, when, when I was working for him, I would be, we'd be laughing and joking and talking crap on whatever. And, and, you know, he had all these strong opinions about stuff and, like, you know, and then I would I would stand next to him while someone came up to talk to him, and interview him, and he and I'd just be like, wow, like his voice just went flat. He just said this cliches, just you know what I mean? Like, I just he just did it his whole life. I think it just got to a point where he was like, okay, this is how I got to do an interview now. You know, I don't know, weird. I got a story about that. Um, if you watch Stewart's podium interviews, the first couple of races, he's just like looking nowhere. You know. Um, he somewhat did acknowledge the question that the girl asked, but he didn't really look at her. Right. And, um, and she was wondering, she's like, I don't even know if these guys knew, like, did they even know I was the same person every week? Or, like, yeah. you know, no one ever said my name, or they just talked. Like, right. I never even had to introduce myself. They weren't even like, who are you? So she's like, I didn't even know if Stuart, after she had probably interviewed him, what, eight times in two rounds or something? Uh-huh. Um, she's like, I don't even know if he even, like, looked at me ever. And then she said she was on the rental car shuttle. And I was impressed. I guess James just flew commercial and took a rental car shuttle. What? Um, yeah. So he's on a rental car shuttle, and she said she had red pants on, and he had red pants on. And he said, nice red pants. I'll see you at the race tomorrow. 
And she was like, oh, he actually knows that I'm a person at the races. James From Stewart, the interview, James, she couldn't tell. James Stewart had red pants on? Ah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind all that. Let's get to the red pants. Flew commercial and was on a rental car shuttle. And had red pants. <laughs> maybe. Was, he in a, was he in a 2-2 motorsports? Outfit. Yeah. Maybe we need to. Maybe we need to start the rumors on that again. Uh, oh man. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Anyway. You know, you got to remember. One, these guys are very young, and it's intimidating. It's it's uncomfortable being on camera. You know, speaking publicly like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you kind of figure out the best way you can to get through it. You know, and most of these guys are very young when they first start doing it, and then you just get a little routine and you keep doing the same thing. So. You know, it's easy to bag on him, but it's difficult. I mean, there's, a, there's an old comedian, I think it was a Seinfeld joke, and he said public speaking is, is uh, you know, more feared by people than death. Because that means, you know, 99% of the people at a funeral, most of them would rather be in the coffin than given the eulogy or something, some, yeah. some joke like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No. It, it's, it's intimidating. It's frustrating. People go, like, man, that guy sucks on camera, but stick a microphone in their face in a camera and watch them stutter. It's right. difficult. Which you can, you know, you know how it is. It's not as easy as it looks. The only reason I'm doing it is because I figured no one else wants to. Because this is, I have like the job that most, yeah, I have a job that people fear more than death. So more <laughs> job openings when that's the case. That was my theory. Hey, did you know Pro Circuit had won, not only won every race at, at Lakewood, they won every moto? I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know that. But that's tree handed, Justin Barsha. I only found that out via team statistician Blake Baggett, who pointed that out. Oh, I found it via team statistician Paul Parabinos. I was impressed that a rider knew. And Parabinos also said that they get free pizza in the shop after every win, and they didn't get their pizza because of Roxon, and so they want to get Roxon to buy them pizza this week. Because he said, we, we lost our pizza with a with, you know, quarter lap to go. Sure. Good job, Roxon. Good. Yeah. Uh, hey, Mookie Stewart. Now that makes and no you know sense. That, you know that pizza is not just a race shop. It's like the whole pro circuit, and they order like twenty pizzas the oh, whole it, place. Oh, really? It's it's yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I've God. been in there and had a few. Well, those guys are on a win streak in Supercross every Monday. Is like God, they, those keep the hut in there. Those guys have eaten a lot of pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we used All to... I can say is thank God, and I mean God literally, that JGR doesn't abide by that same rule on Mondays. <laughs> The, we used to get the – McCarty used to buy his lunch at Yamaha after wins, but then when Reed started racking them up, they started going away. We're like, we're like hey, what, what? He won again. Oh, sorry, just couldn't make it. We're like, what the oh, hell? I got a big cup of noodles. Come over and grab one. What's that? Just bring in a big box of, like, cup of noodles. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, Mookie Stewart, you know, I hear I – hear, the grapevine he's too big for the bike and that's his problems and this and that so of course at elevation he's too big for the bike he does his best race of the year so that makes perfect sense yeah all those pieces are adding up perfectly yeah eight six good marvin musk musk moose moose can five five um will hahn ten seven will hahn is seventh in the points so he's having himself a a nice season um i think these guys behind the top four are getting overlooked a little bit and and then truthfully, I mean, it's because the top four is putting on such great racing. But there are there is stuff happening behind the guys. How about Jake Canada? Ninth in the points, just doing what Jake Canada does. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty quiet for those guys. I, I would feel bad for anyone from fifth to tenth because they're just not going to get a lot of play this year. Ping, you you knew you've known Jake Canada for years, right? TLD guy and like. Yeah, I mean we're not super tight. I work out with him at uh, at Icon Sports a bit. That's kind of how I've got to know him the best. When but. he was five ninety two, and I was paying attention to him because of his last name, and he was, he was good, but he wasn't, he wasn't this good. Did you think he could be this good? Well, it's a surprise. I think it's a surprise to everybody. You know, even himself. Um, for the, the impressive thing to me was he. He can do it on a 250 or 450. Like he's he's kind of proven himself to be pretty versatile. Yeah, I mean, he showed indoors up, and out. You know, he showed up at this race last year on a 450 Cowie and got himself a Moto Concepts fill-in ride, just from this race. And he's never looked back. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, for him. What about Jesse Nelson? What 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 happened there? 
Uh, he had a couple crashes in the opening moto. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, pushed a little too hard in the when it was slimy. Yeah. Um, just one of those learning. wasn't quite as good. You know, you know how it is. He, he got bad starts this weekend versus mm-hmm. two hole shots last weekend. So, yeah. Um, I think he finished 12th or 13th or something overall. Mm-hmm. It wasn't terrible, but he's learning. This summer is just going to be a, a, a lot of uh, just trying to get him some experience so he goes into Supercross next year a little a little more relaxed. Actually, 16th, Not having to worry about 16th, 16th overall. Huh? 16th overall. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Weege, uh, once again, uh, Filthy Phil just has bad luck. I mean, do we start making fun of the team for doing this all the time, or is that mean? I mean, they are privateers. I don't want to <laughs> bag on them. They're doing an awesome job, but this is – I mean, it's basically like you know it's going to happen. Every moto, someone on an 11, 10 mod bike will be up there blowing your mind, and then at the end you'll be like, oh, it happened. I just feel like Filthy Phil just – like I said, if he's in that Bugs Bunny cartoon, he will be the coyote. An anvil will fall on him. A piano will fall on him. Uh, he bent his bent – his, uh, Rear brake pedal this week while he was up there. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, when he ran out of gas 11, week, Is that a new t shirt we each for those guys? 1110 mods, we blow your mind, and then we blow up. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> First of all, didn't he run out of gas like at the 18 minute mark last week? How do you. The earliest running out of gas ever. Is that what happened to him? He ran out of gas? So th- not only is that what I. Is that. Uh, what, there was like, tw- there was we like were seven told. minutes to go or something. That's what I'm saying. And here's the crazy thing. If you watch very closely, if you could go back and watch the first 250 moto last weekend very closely, I think he knew somehow that he had run out of gas. Like, Ping, is that – can you tell the difference between out of gas and any other mechanical problem? Because I swear he's punching the gas cap <laughs> and looking at the gas cap like, I'm out of gas I think instantly. You, now, you can tell, yeah. Running out of gas is its own deal. Yeah. He he knew. I mean, that's all the proof you need. You could just practically see him being pissed off at the gas tank. Yeah. 18 minutes uh, in. Yeah. Um, they're running 50-millimeter carb? Well, it's fuel injected. What, what, what kind of throttle body are they running on that bike? A Holly four-barrel? Like, <laughs> 18 Alex, minutes. And Alex Martin twisted his knee in the second moto. So, I don't know, dude. At this point... At this point, I'm making jokes on Twitter about Filthy Phil's upcoming problem in the race when he's fifth. Like, I, poor guy. I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. But not, not working out for Filthy Phil. Uh, he might be the fastest guy with the, with the least amount of points in the history of the sport. But come on, isn't this not what this team does? Like, again, I, I want to give them credit. Like, it's awesome that they're not just getting 30th every weekend. There are a lot of teams with more support that are doing worse. But they, we've talked about this a million times. They like are fast, but fast, but doesn't last. Maybe that's the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe it's not Catanzaro who's going out with the sister. Maybe it's Freeberg. I might have got it mixed up. Freeberg's going out with Les Smith's girlfriend's sister. I think maybe that's why they picked him up. Yeah, yeah. You know what? When I look at the points, I don't know anything about Zach Freeberg besides I think he was seen Cirillo's buddy. But yeah. he is 17th. He's the first guy in the points that you're like, who is this guy? Zach Freeberg. 17th. So good for him. 250 class. Good for him and the results or the sister? Good for both. Good for All Langston. Right. Yeah. Can we just nickname him Freebird and have it written in like Leonard Skinner type of lettering across his yeah. butt? <laughs> How about when, I mean, That'd be awesome. Anytime you walk by him, you just pull out your lighter. Pull out a lighter and just hold it up <laughs> and just be like, you know. And they, they're too young to have any idea who Skinner even is, so they just like, Yeah, it's pathetic. Brutal. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else, guys? Dusty Pipes, 27-29. Um, Quayer Meats. Rookstool. Rookstool did good. 17th in a moto. And last time I saw Rookstool, he was racing in Cross. Yeah, yeah and, he's pretty darn versatile. Right? No doubt. Um. Derek Anderson, 16-16. 16th overall. Good job, Derek. Sipes Sipes and Grant both had bad second motos. It was weird because at one point at the back of the pack, it was Regal, Sipes, Grant, and Alessi. Like, they were all in the 30th to 40th range racing. So, some big crashes right away up up front. It was kind of a weird deal to see all those fast guys back like that. 
Uh, Metcalf got a third in the first moto. He rode really good, but we don't want to talk about him. We just want to move on. <laughs> but, I mean, he came from the back to get third, past Mike. Um, worked on Mike forever. Came from, like, seventh or ninth or something to get third. So, good for him. How about the weather delay? That was weird. That was weird. I, like, I, I, t- I tweeted at one point earlier that they were talking about canceling that first moto, like calling it early. Not canceling it, but like ending it early because there was so much lightning going on. Roy Jansen was standing there with his iPad looking at the Doppler radar and looking up at the sky. And I was going on with his glasses. They're so thick, his eyes are like the size of tennis balls when you look at him. But he's like checking everything out. And I hear Alessi, Tony Alessi, on his radio. Tell Mike he's got, he's got to hold that position in case they end this moto early for lightning. So I'm like, that's what I caught my attention. I look over and I'm like, what? And I look away. Mm-hmm. I could tell they were considering it or at least, you know, talking about what would happen here. Is that, is that what Tony wanted on the board? Hold position in case of they cancel this moto because of lightning. That's what the, yeah. that was, that's what was on the board? Yeah, apparently. Um. Yeah, that was crazy. And, and why can't you had to just talk and talk and talk? But here's the bizarre part about it. Um, <clears throat> this is hashtag superstar problems. We didn't know how bad the weather was because we're nicely locked into an airtight, air-conditioned, windowless um, trailer truck with girls, you know, waving, you know, um, leaves on us to keep us cool and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So we are trying to tell the people at home that we're in a weather delay without any clue of what the weather actually is. And I kept saying, well, what is it? Is it lightning? And they're like, it's just weather. And I'm like, wind? It can't be rain. Like, we obviously race in the mud. They're like, just say weather. And I'm like, well, what weather is it? Weather. And it was just who's on first over and over. So they're telling me to explain a situation, but I didn't know what the situation was. That's why I had to ask you guys now. Like, it was wind? That was the deal? Wind, yeah. And lightning. There was lightning off in the distance. That wasn't, it wasn't. The wind was gnarly, though, I heard. Well, the media tent, they kicked us out of the media tent because that thing was going. It was going up. Yeah, and it went and up. It went raised up and then crashed down, and then everyone started yelling, "Get out of here! Get out of here!" So, really? yeah. So we all had to like pack up, and then of course I went over to Cowie. That's right. That's my safe haven. But yeah, you know something's going on when when Biden is going. Fans, take cover. <laughs> everyone out of the media tent, evacuate. I'm going. What's going on? Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of gnarly, and uh, they actually had the guys there on the line, and then they sent them back. You know, like they were, they just sent all the two of the guys back, and I had to make for a, a hectic day, but that everything worked pretty smooth after that. Like everything went out without a hitch, and everybody kind of got. I was thinking the two of the guys would be screwed with the with the time in between the motos, but they were fine. You know, it was it was a long enough break, so. Um. Yeah, it was. It was uh, actually cool that Fuel and the NBC Sports Network, like of all the, of all the races that happened, it was the first time this year we were going to go on two networks live in the same day. Um, but for what you know, how motocross is always getting bumped by some other sport going late. Right. Uh, motocross ran the ran the world there. Like Fuel just said, we'll give you an extra hour, so we had that hour delay, and then still had the full hour of the 250 moto. And then NBC Sports said, all right, instead of doing the 450s at four, we'll just do it at five. Um, that probably screwed up everyone's DVR. Yeah, it did. It screwed mine uh, up, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people were like, why didn't they show the 450s at four o'clock? Because it hadn't started yet. Like. Right. Unless you're Alex P. Keaton or Michael P. Keaton or Michael J. Fox. Michael, Michael Keaton was from Family Ties. That's what I'm saying. That was Michael J. Fox. Yeah, but that, that wasn't time travel. That's Family Ties. No, I know, but it's the same guy. Oh, that was God. the point. Marty McFly. Wait, you said Michael Keaton. No, it's Michael J. Fox playing Alex Keaton. Michael <laughs> Keaton's separate. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Keaton is Whatever. Batman. Michael Keaton's Batman. It was, it was Mr. Mom. Alex P. Keaton, right? And then, uh, yeah. Marty McFly could travel I'm Batman. Time. It's Batman in a car at an 88 miles an hour, Michael Keaton. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, it, it was it was nuts. The the it was a little crazy, and we were we were watching TV again, watching you guys like run old Lakewood highlights over and over. Like here's here's Blake Bag at 57, you know, and well, you guys are stretching. I have to give credit to the outside thinkers that don't know enough about motocross to not know that weather is never a problem. Like, I mean, if you ask any of the three of us, what happens in going weather? Nothing. You just race, right? Like, right. that's always the answer, isn't it? So, Lightning. Lightning is the only – lightning or, like, flooding so bad that it, it screws up safety, you know, like when there's a river running through the track. 
And how often does that happen? Like at a national? It's Almost rare. Never, right? It's rare. Yeah. So last week they had us cut a bunch of highlights. On Friday, I just voiced over a bunch of those things. And they're like, just in case we ever have a delay, you know, we need to fill in. And I'm like, yeah, like that's ever going to happen. And then the new pit reporter girl said, okay, it's getting cloudy here. And the radar said, rain's coming in. So what happens? And I'm like, nothing. We just race. <laughs> I go, every time we get somebody new in here, they always ask what these, we do to fill in the time. We don't stu- fill in time. We just race. Stupid idiots. <laughs> that's exactly. I was like 99.9%. I'm going to everybody here will tell you one story of a race that was delayed, and they only remember it because it was so weird because it doesn't happen. We're going racing. Oh, sorry about that. Betty <laughs> Pitt reporter was good, I thought. They made her dance, too. It was just like get down to the pits and get somebody and fill in time. Like, that was amazing. No, she did a good job. Georgia Lindsay, we hear, is going to be back this weekend. Um, she's got some shoes to fill. This, this girl was good. Yeah. She was legit. Yeah, if you're Georgia, you're going, dang it, why'd they have to get her last weekend? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, that girl. so is Georgia working this weekend? Do we know? No, I thought I heard one more for this girl, and then uh, the Bud's Creek show has some regular NBC network, so we get one of the regular NBC network girls there, so I think they're like, maybe she could just, I don't know, Obviously, again, it's just INS stuff, so yeah, it's yeah. hard for anyone to say. Yeah, tell me about it. I know all about that. Right. Um, but, yeah, in the meantime, this girl's doing a good job, and I think she's really starting to like it. She's like, this is really Georgia, nice. She's Georgia, like, I really like this sport. The people seem cool. The racing is fun to watch. Georgia's going to get Wally pipped. She's going to get <laughs> oh. Wally pipped. I'm telling you. All right, guys. Uh, good job on the recap, everybody. I can give yourself a hand on it, I think. I like the Michael right. Keaton and the Alex B. Keaton. And, and that's we'll all. figure it out. My 80s television was rusty, but I – I think we've got to the bottom of it. Well, if it's not on Netflix, if it's not on Netflix, Ping doesn't know. Yeah, I don't have it. Right. Um, hit me up on anything related to Door the Explorer or um, the Backyardigans, and I've got it. I will nail it. I don't even know what that means. See? Um, Boom. Like, all right, guys, the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast. This has been your Lakewood wrap-up. Uh, thanks, jerkies, and uh, we'll, we'll – Weej, we'll see you this weekend in High Point. Ping, I don't know when we'll see you, but we got to see you. Sometime soon. Come and do the Pulp right. Show. When are you going to come do the Pulp Show again? When you invite me. All right. <laughs> we'll make that happen, I think, soon. All right, guys. Sounds good. Thanks. See you guys. All right, guys. See, see ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.